Hello and welcome to First Thoughts. It's your co-host Jensen here and joining me this week is Josh and Mike. How are you both doing, boys? Doing well, thank you. Very well. <laughs> good. <laughs> All right, lad. Yeah, Grand. I'm good. <laughs> right. I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm dying to know what this, uh, yes. this soup is like. <laughs> so, <laughs> Mike, tell us what you've got there. I went to the Asian supermarket and um, I bought myself some peanut soup. Oh. Um, <laughs> like you do. I thought, I thought it was a drink, right? So I'm just opening it now. I, no, it's not a drink. It's not, oh my God. <laughs> Is that like a can, a can, a, a, a pull ring can top that you just... <laughs> yeah, but it had a, it had, right. Okay, talk, I'm not talk sure us through it. Try it has a spoon in the lid. I thought okay, it, it was, was some be, sort of drink. I thought, yeah, it would be like... Describe what? the consistency to us, Mike. So, <laughs> can you, can you see that? Is that lump? There are actual peanuts <laughs> in what appears to be water. <laughs> so the premise of the podcast is not what is Mike drinking. Um, hold on a sec. Oh, he's gone in. Oh. 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 That sounds oh. pleasantly surprising. So, Mike, is collect it... your thoughts while I just tell everyone the premise of the podcast. So <laughs> the premise of the podcast is uh, each, each host uh, brings a subject that hopefully the others don't know. And we've each got to try and essentially guess our way to what the answer is, providing our kind of our first thoughts and things like that. So you can obviously listen to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and CastBox and the others as well. So can I just interject because I've had like... Interject. I've just had an amazing idea for a spin-off also called First Thoughts. (laughs) Okay. Where we just try like random exotic foods or drinks. I think that's we excellent. Bring up peanut soup. I'm literally. I love it. Give our first thoughts on it. So, Mike, what are your first thoughts on thing? peanut soup, mate? <laughs> Not terrible. Oh. Um, <laughs> looks terrible. It looks absolutely disgusting, but it's not bad. Um, so, what I uh, what it appears to be is just like full peanuts in water and sugar and um <laughs> it tastes exactly like that <laughs> just and and that isn't terrible that i mean well the 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 taste is nice right but it, it but it's the texture of the whole nuts in the soup <laughs> have, it, have you tried the water without the peanut like just yeah the, the water, water without the peanut is just like a, a slightly peanutty sugar water it's, it's really nice <laughs> wow <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, I'm gonna get some of this. I I'm bet that worked really well in, like, as an ingredient to something. But I would never have considered that a. Well, it was in the drink section. Like, you can just pick <laughs> it up to go and go off and drink it. So, I, um... I just, when you pulled the top of it, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be no. a proper little, you know, like a a ring pull, um, yeah, like on a beer can no, or that... a coke can. I... I thought it was going to be like that too. Um, the uh, the lady that served us on the checkout, I asked Lucy. She... I asked Lucy if she She's was like, going to try some of my peanut soup, rookies. and she was like, "Lucy didn't respond." And the woman on the checkout was like, "Yeah, I wouldn't have responded either." <laughs> She's like, "Oh, these guys, Mate. another, another sucker the... coming in for sucker. peanut soup." Imagine if they just bought nonsense in. For us people ignorant of other culture, <laughs> like we'll get them with this one. 
<laughs> yeah, they did. They punked me. <laughs> like gherkin squash, like gherkin squash or something, you know. Oh, oh that my sounds gosh. grim. Right. So, um, right, boys, I'm gonna get to my topic. Yeah. Right. While I just get some crisps out of my teeth, I apologise. I made the mistake having a crisp. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like, <laughs> you could have right, got away okay. with that, man. None I know. I know. I could have got away with it, but I think the listeners are just hearing. <laughs> so. Um, okay, right. I would like your first thoughts on the Tunguska event. Tunguska. Tunguska. I'm gonna hazard a guess uh, that this is some sort of cataclysm. Yeah. To some extent, yeah. Okay. 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 Tunguska. Just gonna pull my notes up here so I'm ready. So. Right, first thoughts, let's go. That was my first thought. Excellent. <laughs> Josh. <laughs> uh, my first thoughts, my honest first thought was about tungsten, like the metal. Oh, tungsten. Right, okay. Uh, and then uh, when Mike was like, a cataclytic event, I'm thrown. All right, okay. Well, um, no, it's not, not tungsten related. It is a... <laughs> Tunguska. Sp- uh, tung- yeah, Tunguska. Do you, do you Tunguska. want me to spell so it? Are you all right? Is that, a, is that like a time period or is it a mm. geographical so, area? Yeah, it's a name of a place in um, is it eastern Siberia, Russia. Okay. It okay. is. It's the Ooh. name of a place. Is it a... I'm going to go with a asteroid. Is it... Some sort of asteroid. <gasps> All right, Josh. Wait, but, well, I thought we, we've had our first. Sorry, right? just because you look like you're about to say something. <laughs> that's all. You kind of you look like you're about to. Like, uh, no, I was I was, okay. I was waiting to like contribute to the discussion so, about the asteroid. So the <laughs> yeah, the main no, the I'm main good. theory around the Tunguska event is an asteroid. Yes. Okay. Oh. So um, is it is it a geological landmark? Maybe a crater or something where we have got no. Evidence. I kind of ev- yeah, kind of no theory as to how this landmark originated. Well, um, we do know how the what happened to the land, uh, which is quite uh, crazy. Um, is it was definitely an asteroid, um, but it didn't oh, so it, it didn't awesome. impact the ground though. Um, yeah, I've heard about this. Okay, Mike. Um, so. Is it is it a, like a, a an air, like a crater where um, there should be um, there should be trees or something and there's just like nothing because it just got absolutely decimated by uh, an above ground um, explosion. Yes. Yep. So oh, that well. is so that is no fertile true. fertile soil or anything. So well, there there is fertile soil. Yeah. Um, but I kind of we so we've we've got that yeah it was an asteroid it was an above ground explosion there was ground underneath it that was you know obviously wrecked all the trees knocked over well knocked over all that kind of stuff well some trees are knocked over some trees the branches were just blown off because of the the sheer size of the shock wave and speed of the shock wave wow. um, so within what sort of radius of the the impact site is that well this is this is where we're gonna get interesting 
because Ooh, okay. it's quite large, isn't it? <laughs> it is large. It is very large. So in terms of we'll use Hiroshima as a scale, how many times bigger than Hiroshima was this explosion? Do Are you we think? talking like what 50. You 50, okay. Wow. That's a wow. good guess. That's a, okay. Josh, what do you think? I'm going to... I'm going to say an order of magnitude, so like maybe 10. Okay, 10. 10. Yeah. All right. So I will tell you that you have massively underestimated this. So it was approximately a thousand times the force of Hiroshima. Okay. So how it, many like, megatons was the explosion at um, Hiroshima? Or... The estimates of its energy have ranged from 3 to 30 megatons of TNT. Ah, okay, okay. So right. it's it's the the blast force is three two thirty. Yeah, nice. it's estimated to be a thousand times the size of Hiroshima in some um, some estimations. Any guess <laughs> of when this might have happened? Because this is this is why it's actually the very mm. interesting. Um, I oh, to me. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna say because it's of interest to you, Jensen. And okay. <laughs> This is this is major speculation, but it must be tied to some significant event. Go- okay. In with regards to like you know maybe global politics or right. reli- religious. Uh... I I think it's the opposite, and it kind of went unnoticed and like unrecorded for so long, but it was like kind of more recent than. Than you'd expect for such a big explosion. Well, I mean, explosion. If, if there's no trees there currently, and you said that the soil is still fertile, then it's obviously quite recent, right? Mm-hmm. Fairly why recent. Wouldn't the, Not in our lifetime. Why wouldn't the um, Why wouldn't the soil be fertile? What's What's that link? Well, the no. The, oh, well. I said you said there's no trees, and I went, oh well, is the soil not fertile anymore? Well, in that area, yeah, if it was like uh, a nuclear it was explosion, destroyed. for example, it wouldn't. It would be radioactive though. soil, wouldn't it? Interestingly, I was though, just thinking they got a... blown, blown out the out of the soil. Yeah, basically, there's no soil there's a, left. Basically, there's a big old patch of just land that has no trees on it, where the shock wave hit, yeah. obviously, the epicenter. So. Um, if you want to have... And this was a... Go on. You, uh, sorry. sorry. No, no, no. My guess is 1870. <laughs> 1870. Love it, Mike. Go on, Josh. Uh, sorry, I've really distracted from that question, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> but can I can I ask my other question before I give my answer to... Go on, that's absolutely fine, yeah. You said it was like an above-ground explosion, so there yep. was no impact. Yes. Yeah, that's the thing about this it, is, isn't it? This There's is, no impact this is, greater. This is, yeah, this is what is baffling to me mm. what is the rationale supporting that being an asteroid then so the the theory is because obviously there's burn up as it comes into the earth's atmosphere for example yeah and that would be some sort of remnants of the asteroid right yeah so there's obviously a few people who are kind of claiming there's a lot of sort of claims and things and people have looked into stuff but there's not there's no conclusive we have found the asteroid because well it, it blew up um, well, that is certainly the theory and what people saw in the sky. So maybe it was made of ice. So perfect crime. I think people have thought <laughs> that it was made of rock, and that's and kind of why it exploded. Because obviously, coming Instead through space, 
it's very cold and then mm. when it hits the atmosphere obviously it gets super heated to thousands yeah, yeah. of degrees and explodes at that point um above ground before it hits the ground so I, um i'm gonna say 1940s mm. and Ooh. this is why it is controversial because it would have been around the time of nuclear testing i think that'd be that'd be really interesting so it's actually right in the middle of your guess. Oh, okay. So it's in 1908, um, and it is just in the middle of this, luckily, a very remote area. Mm. Um, so there's, I think, maybe maybe even three people, possibly, were caught up what in it, uh, caught up oh. in the blast and died. So um, wow. luckily, it was very remote. However, someone, I think, 40 miles away, got knocked off their chair by the shockwave. <laughs> <laughs> So it was. <laughs> what a thing to be regarded, though. So, so um, yeah. So this thing was huge. Um, That's now rubbish. The, it's got to be rubbish. That <laughs> no, like, genuinely, was drunk the, and just fell like the, the, the eyewitnesses of you know that's one of the eyewitness accounts. Is this guy? He sat on his porch. And, Where um, was the guy who saw him though? Well, no, he, he's told it himself, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I got, so it's rubbish, I got, it must I be. I got knocked off my chair. Mike. Oh, mate. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know why that's got Mike so much. But, um, so there was a, a main... <laughs> Mike has just gone. Um, so there was kind of like yes. the main the main thing that I wanted us to actually land on, really. Mm. Um, if I can give, I've given you all the facts of the of the size of it and the time of it and all that kind of stuff. But there's like one kind of specific thing that I wanted to hone in on it. Um, now, if you want, I might. I don't know if we're going to get any closer. And for time's sake, I might as well just close it down. What do you think? I think you, you've maybe got a minute to wrap up. Okay, well, I'll, I'll wrap this topic up then. So this is apparently our largest impact event in history. So wow. even though it has not collided, obviously, with the ground, it is still classed as an impact event. So it's right. the largest um, impact event in history. Of course, that's not prehistory, because prehistory yeah, is yeah, yeah. before we had records. Since records began, yeah. Basically. Since records yeah. began, this is the largest yeah. impact event we've ever had. Wow. Um, and it was huge. Uh, so the actual meteor, they thought, was estimated between 50 and 190 meters. Um, and it cleared miles and miles and miles of ground. Um, like I think I saw, I saw somewhere something like 800. Oh, outcome. There we go. Flattening 2,000 square mm-hmm. kilometers of forest. So, um, yeah, totally. Yeah, I've just really Googled bizarre. that. Really interesting. 80 million trees. 80 million trees. Huge. Wow. So I thought it was really cool. And I was, yeah, you know, obviously me, I had some kind of wacky thought of like, was this some kind of early nuclear test that there were, you know, (laughs) know, (laughs) obviously, what's going on at the time? And, um, but I'm yet to find anything that really links it to anything truly like anything. Of spiritual or political significance, right. but that is going to be for my own personal reason. Yeah, I didn't mean anything by that. Um, I just know no, you're no, into but that it, is, like, kind of... That's my gig. Is I, I always look at these kind of things and go, hmm, is there some kind of significance? Is there some connection here? Especially with things of um, astrological and astronomical mm. things. They often seem to coincide with various political things. So 
Um, There's a lot of like significant world events like that that I'm not aware of. Like that mm-hmm. that's amazing. That I'm, I know. I'm def- I'm, definitely going to read into that. It's a yeah, a mad little thing, and it's still a still kind of a bit of a mystery. But um, it's that's the Tunguska event. Now, who am I going to pick to go next? Um, hmm. I'm looking at your poker faces. I'm intrigued. I think I'm going to go for Josh second, actually. Ah. I'd love to hear from Mike last this week. And okay. Mike is less likely to give us a disease topic. That's, uh... One that ends on something <laughs> sad. No, that's, well, not why I'm picking you. that's not why I'm picking you, Josh. Go on. Yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. I'm, uh, I'm just flicking through my list of topics. You've never got anything positive. <laughs> <laughs> you can't change well, it right in, now. You're in the middle this week, so it's fine. You're safe. All right. You know, we've got... All right. Hopefully, okay. Mike's upbeat topic to end with. Time we'll, we'll, to we'll be see. depressed. Okay, so... <laughs> uh, this week, I would like your first thoughts on something called... Scotomization. Scotomization. Which is a... An unusual pronunciation, and I don't know if I agree with that, but scotomization. <laughs> as, in, as in you don't know if it's correct or if you don't know if that... What, I don't how know, people I, I, personally, I wouldn't personally pronounce it the way I have. How would you pronounce it? How would you pronounce it, Josh? Uh, sacom- sacomatization. Oh, maybe. okay. Interesting. Sacoma. So my first thought is it's some kind of biological process possibly i'm thinking of calluses or something like that that's what nice. i'm thinking good first what? thought mike it, rem- it reminds me of your your other topic that you told us about where um they're like bones fused together and they calcify oh yeah nice <clears throat> but n- no. um is it is it some sort of process though like jensen said um so the name itself stems from a process, uh, you know, something which occurs within the human body and occurs mostly within the, across the animal kingdom, basically. But uh, this word itself refers to something different. It's not a disease or a biological process. Oh. <clears throat> but the origin of the word, the first part of the word, which I'll give you is uh, scotoma, basically. Scotoma. scotoma. And I don't know if you know what a scotoma is. No, nope. I don't know what a scotoma is. So, no, nope. I'll, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you this. I'll give you, I'll tell you what this means, and then you can kind of try and tease apart what my scotomization. Okay, <laughs> means. I'm... So a scotoma is uh, basically the fancy word for like the blind spot in your eye. Oh. Ah. Mm. Interesting. Because at first I was, I don't know, I was thinking then, before you mentioned the blind spot, I was thinking, is it some kind of like assimilation process? You know, mm. um, but you're saying blind spot. Um, yeah, so it's, what, a, now... it's a part of the back of your eye where the optical nerve is and there's no like um, photoreceptors there. So that's what so, you get. So I'm thinking that this then somehow maps onto society, maybe areas of society where um so like an issue is hidden and the kind of the longer it's hidden it's harder to find see, or yeah. see something Ooh. something like that you know what i mean 
Um, yeah, you're going down the right. Li- you are going down the right lines, but it's it's not as grand as a societal level. Okay, it's more at the individual level. Right. Yeah, you okay. said it happened throughout the animal kingdom. Oh, sorry. No, the uh, scotoma oh, does, right, okay. uh, but scotomization, as it's pronounced. Mm-hmm. So is, uh, is it? Um, is it where? <clears throat> like like go like you're going blind or something is it like a like some sort of degenerative um disease maybe mm. so it it's not physical uh okay. i'm wondering it's more if meta- it's... metaphorical because of, I was, you know yeah. the connection between blind spots and i was mm-hmm. i was wondering if it's something to do with being like love blind you know what i mean kind of thing where you've got it's, you know your rose tinted glasses on yeah. um or or even where perhaps you are ignoring red flags or something like that i don't know i mean i know they're slightly different well they are different things but hmm. i think so you kind of like when people the... like on, when mate. someone eats popcorn one one kernel at a time <laughs> that's a red flag is that I, the biggest? I wouldn't. Yeah. I would never have if, thought that was on my list, but I feel like I'm now going to be keeping my killer. eye out for that now. That's what that is. <laughs> Should be top of the list. Move it up, <laughs> oh, man. If it was, um, if it was Cheerios, it definitely would be a serial killer. Oh no! So <laughs> anyone Cheerios. Anyone that's boys. Anyone that eats anything Moorish, Moorish by like one piece at a time is a serial killer. Oh yes, no, I'll just, just open this can and have one Pringle. No, no, no. You grab a wedge of those Pringles. Scoop seven uh, M's. It's like uh, chocolate bars. We... I can't have one square. It's got to be the whole thing for me. Yeah. Are we thinking along the right... Well, is Jensen thinking along, along the right lines with uh, thinking of like metaphorical blind spots? Yeah, so we're in the realm of psychology now. Like, this okay, is... so you're overlooking the... something oh. for... You are overlooking something, Mike. Okay. And 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 is it something that benefits us, or is it something that is it to our detriment to overlook that thing? That's a good question. Um, I have an, we get we we get quite. Go on, go on, Jensen. I, I have an idea here. So, because there's um obviously there's things between vision and perception, and I think mm. like the function of seeing and vision are, are different because vision is is actually a mental model really that he's built in your mind and that's why there's like instances where drivers pull out of say a driveway that they drive out of every day and your mind essentially goes on autopilot and fills in the blanks so they might pull out and not see a bike coming um, because they genuinely don't see a bike coming because their mind has filled in the gap with that pattern yeah so i'm wondering if it's something like that more of a Again, that's maybe going back more to the physiological blind spot and your your mind's ability to to visually fill gaps. This well, that is, more that is a, yeah, on a psychological yeah, thing, yeah. but it's not that. It obviously. is, but this is like psychological with regards to like personalities. Right. Okay. And Mike was asking, you know, is this something like which we might? Uh, is it beneficial or is it to our detriment? And I think to a certain degree, how this so it's a it's a diagnosis basically which is Ooh. associated with certain disorders and um, is to that person's benefit potentially interesting so um it's a term which first came about in the 1920s 
and it was first used within psychoanalysis. Um, mm. And I'll give you that, and then I'll probably move on in a minute. Are we? Oh man, are we? Are we in? Um, is that the, is that the Freudian area for for psychology? I can't. I yeah, can't so, remember. So it was because that's where the, the sort of psychoanalysis comes. Mm. Comes so basically and then gets the, embedded with other stuff, doesn't it? So. The term was coined like early twenties, and then it was approved by Freud, kind of mid right. to late twenties. And then he's even like, well, it's it's there's a bit of controversy about this word and misdiagnosis, and people's acceptance of the, of what it is over time has changed. But yeah, it's oh. scotomization, and um, it is to do with perception. And it is to do with personality. So I'll, I'll tell you that there's five main personality traits that that people can be um, categorized mm-hmm. within. There's openness, conscientiousness, yep. extroversion, agreeableness, and then neuroticism. And if we're talking about maybe psychoanalysis uh, and perception, I don't know if any of those will give you a little bit mm-hmm. of a hint. Um, I'm get- definitely... Well, it's interesting because you you said this might be to the person's benefit, yeah. Um, but I can't help but feel like this might fall into more narcissism. It is, um, in my, in my, and, in my, and maybe yeah. I don't know, like introspection. You know, mm-hmm. looking looking it's at yourself and within yourself. Um, is it blind... looking past a trauma? Um, I wouldn't say a trauma. It's looking past a trait which you might have yourself. So basically, right. so I'll, I'll give if you... you're an awful person, you're just yeah. looking past that. <laughs> just unaware that you're a, you're a Yeah, so tool. basically it's it's an individual's inability to perceive personality traits within themselves wow. that, are, that are obvious to other people. That would suck. I mean, I don't know, because you're not aware mm. of it, so it wouldn't suck for you. So well, I could I'm be the most famous of it, is there? Pat, what is that, Mike? Sorry. Is there varying degrees of that? Yeah, so I think, mm, yeah, yeah, but there must be. Cause... I think there's like a certain threshold, obviously, to meet that kind of you know sociopath, for example. I say, you yeah, have to it's, have, uh, do you know what I mean? Like, it, I was going to say mild to to extreme in that. Regard, say it's but... definitely stepping into that world of sociopathy and yeah th- stuff, isn't it? Like, mm. yeah. So scotomization is the individuals inability to perceive personality traits in themselves that are obvious to others wow that's a really cool that word. is cool man that that's... i am going to use <laughs> nice scotomization I, I, I can't i still i i can't remember it like i <laughs> i don't know how i'm going to use it but i will scoto is it scotomization then yeah s c o t o m i z a t i o n brilliant and it stems from scotoma which is the, the the blind spot in the that's so interesting yeah. there's a way of of seeing that blind spot isn't there like i can't remember how you do it though i'm not too clued up on that mike really I'll, yeah, I'll find out about it later does you it, mean see does it as in visualize the black space itself no so your brain oh it fills it in it does get, yeah, fills yeah, it in. yeah but there yeah. is a way of tricking your brain to not to shut to be, yeah to not right. do that basically um and it's like something like you um f- you hold your finger out in front of you and then you slowly move it out and um obviously your eyes are crossed at this point and then there is a point where your finger disappears and that's where your blind spot is 
But that would be I mean, towards you, right? I don't know. Not away from you. This is what I've like pieced together from <laughs> okay. what I can remember. So, you know, like we said last time, don't quote us. <laughs> this Disclaimer. could be a completely different test for something completely different, but there's some there is some sort of test like that. <laughs> right. I think. I'm gonna show it. If there isn't, I'll, I'm gonna go publish You're that. Gonna make it. <laughs> there we go. So um Mike, we're gonna move on to you next. My topic is punctum. punctum. Can I have your first thoughts on <laughs> I love what that punctum word. is? <laughs> punctum. Yes. Um uh, <laughs> makes me think of like a, a like a town of Hobbit punks or <laughs> it. plankton. It makes me think of rectum. <laughs> well, it's neither of those. We're we're not in the realm of biology. Oh, we're not. You'll be pleased to know. Are we in the realm of physics, Mike? <laughs> nope. Oh, okay. All right. Huh. Punctum. Right. I I guess we're in the realm of philosophy. Oh. Um, nice. Oh, okay. But more specifically, something else that I don't want to say because it might give it away. Okay. 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 Uh, But I don't think you're going to know this one. All right. So, like, maybe I'm reading this too literally, like the word, but, like, you know, punk, like, to be punked, punking someone is, like, practical jokes and things like that, right? No. Um, So I was thinking humor, like... Puncture, like P-U-N-C-T-U-M. Yes, so it's spelt with a C. Yeah. P-U-N-C-T-U-M. Puncture. So it's related to puncture. No, I don't know if it is. But the word stems from the same, yeah. Punct, to pierce, maybe? Well, yeah, that's the definition of punctum is an adjective to punctate is an anatomical term for a sharp point or tip. But right. that's not the that's not what I'm talking about. That you is just the literal. Okay, you were talking maybe about uh, philosophy. It's been philosophy, yeah, it's been yeah. used in a different way, um, related to something else. Is so, it to describe? Oh, go on, sorry, Jensen. No, you, Josh, you. Is it used to describe a a very strong character which has a big influence on a certain situation? Maybe like a no. Okay, all right. I was, <laughs> I was thinking like puncture philosophy. I was wondering if it's kind of like a really, um, like a devastating argument. You know what I mean? That's like a really like cuts really deep as an so argument. You, it's not, it's not an argument, but you you are kind of sort of going along the right lines. The definition definitely, sorry, the literal definition of it. It definitely um, relates to the philosophical um, like term. Um, okay. But since we're running out of time, I'm we gonna got, tell you. We, well, we we got we got time. Is, we still got we still got three or four minutes at least on this topic. So, do you want me to tell you um, what the so it's it's philosophical, but it's yep. it's bound to photography. Oh, okay. Hello. Is it to do with only capturing a certain perspective of a situation? That is, I think you, I think you've got it. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. Wow. Okay. So, <clears throat> um, 
A punctum is a term coined by Roland Barthes, and he oh, is um, yeah. He's the the one that wrote Camera Lucida, and that's the book that you go and read. Like that's what ev- every photographer that goes to uni is like told to go and read that one, um, along with Susan Sontag's On Photography. Right. Like they're the two kind of um, like main s- sources of theorizing about photography why we photograph and 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 what it means and um so so punctum is defined as intensely subjective right um effect on the viewer Uh. so the punctum is is what is personal to you yeah and then the other word that he um coined was studium which is that denotes a cultural linguistic and a political interpretation of a photograph. Right. Um, so he uses these two throughout his his um, his theory on photography, mm. and um, yeah, essentially the, the 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 punctum is the the thing that you bring to the photograph, not the thing that the the photographer so is trying not, to tell th- you. Ooh. Oh, it's your interpretation, maybe not the yeah, con- so it's, to- context yeah, so it's, or it's contents what, of a photo. How you your own experiences have led you to see this photograph yeah and um and you're the you're bringing your own ideas to that photograph mm. it has no connection to what that photograph wow. is about that's really interesting well that's art in general though isn't it, it you know yeah. it's supposed to be relatively subjective and on the interpersonal level where you yeah. form your own yeah but it's it's interesting to me because before reading that i didn't consciously think about um what my own experiences brought to that photograph right do you see what i mean um so you're looking about the content of the of the photo yeah well if you're if you're not conscious about that you're looking at that photograph thinking that that's the only thing that it could mean right you're not thinking about the perspective of someone that has taken that photograph Mm. and the people manipulate that somewhat the psychological element by the choosing the subject content well, because certain things impossible. can only be interpreted in a certain way though right i think it's impossible to do that because certain, everyone has got their own experience but certainly some objects are more vague with regards to someone's own ability to relate to them do you not think i guess um i guess it, it to me it's what makes certain photographs more more interesting mm. the fact that the person that has taken this photograph has a whole wealth of experiences that you you don't have, mm. and then the viewer has their own set of um, experiences, and you're kind of merging mm. the two of them. But the photographer can choose mm. what they want to tell you, so that plays on the on of what course, you were saying. Yeah. Like, is is there? Um, are they doing this on purpose? Um, and the answer is is yes, because otherwise they could tell you the whole truth about that image. Um, <laughs> for example, there are you know a, a whole bank of like war photographs where oh, yeah. um, it's like iconic imagery, yeah, and can be used as like propaganda in in some circumstances. Mm-hmm. And um, what they don't tell you is that that wasn't captured, you know as you yeah. are seeing it yeah it was like reconstructed or it was like one of 50 shots where uh, this is one yeah, that was like actually the, the flag on iwo jima kind of thing yeah that's the one that i'm thinking of actually mm. 
Sorry, I've um, remained quiet on this because I've just been listening because I find this really interesting. It is fascinating, yeah. Um, like, yeah well, so, this is what I'm talking about manipulation, though. Like, you're saying it could just be one of a, a series of photographs which were taken and yeah, the um, artist deliberately chose that because they yeah. think that that might invoke the most. Yeah. Well, that's what art is, though, isn't it? That's yeah. what photography yeah, is. But the, so the thing is with photography, because it is like, well, now... It's so ingrained in our in, our, in life mm. that um, it's. I, I kind of lost my train of thought there. <laughs> is it more? Is it more relatable? Would you say now? Well, is that what you mean so, by that? Maybe. So what's what's interesting is that is that when Roland Barthes was talking about this, this was in the eighties. Um, like manipulation of images was. Um, you know, harder to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was mm. kind of limited to editing. Um, basically taking a bank of images and then editing it down to this one image that said what you wanted to say mm. um and then not showing the rest of them and then thinking about that is that's your editing process there are actual photo manipulations that you can do but um it was kind of limited and um I'm and now the, the whole landscape's completely changed. I'm going to have to say, we need to come up with a, an episode name. I could literally listen to you talk about that all day, Mike, genuinely. Yeah, but we too. just we need to get an episode name together and sign Summa off. So, summarise your topic in one word, Jensen. Oh, uh, explosion. Explosion. Point. Point. Guess. Mind. Mind point. Explosion. Mm. Uh, mind point mind point event mind point event um blind event spot. horizon event horizon <laughs> event horizon um blind point explosion uh, i don't know i pumped some through time i love it <laughs> they're getting more obscure these let's days. go with that let's go with that all right well thank you uh, so much for listening um you can follow us um, on our social medias at jrj podcast and that's facebook twitter and instagram uh, thank you for joining us boys i will see you both very soon yep take care see you guys later. take Fascinating care boys. topics as per. really good really yep. good right see you, see you boys Bye-bye. bye bye bye